Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Hope for Today. Today, I am in the historic Rogers Hotel in Waxahachie, Texas, and I'm excited to be with you. And I have a very special guest. This is General Mike Miller. Welcome, Mike. You've been my guest before, yes, and sir. you've been my friend a long time. Um, Mike lives in, it's funny, we're in Rogers Hotel. Actually, you live in Rogers, Rogers. Arkansas. That's right. So uh, he was in the Air Force. Tell us about your stint in the Air Force. Well, I spent 28 years in the Air Force. I started out in the operational side uh, as an ICBM launch officer. Mm-hmm. Earned an MBA while in the mm-hmm. uh, missile field and made my way over to the healthcare administration side uh, uh, Air Force Medical Service. Okay. And I spent the balance of the 28 years. That's there. great. Well, we appreciate what you did. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so that. much. And today we're going to talk about the value of a good name. Uh, a good name is uh, essential to having a good life. So Ecclesiastes 7.1 says, A good name is better than fine perfume, and the day of death better than the day of birth. So let's look at the first part of the the scripture. A good name is better than fine perfume. Okay, fine perfume is pretty expensive. Yes. Yeah, we we look back in the Bible at uh, the woman who washed the feet of Jesus with the fine ointment that was sealed. It was a year's wages. Uh, it incensed Judas. He talked about the, the poor could have been fed. I mean, it could have done a lot, but she anointed the feet of Jesus. So we know fine perfume uh, is valued and is sweet. So, you know, you, you are a, a man who has uh, a proven name, a name that people appreciate. When I hear the name Mike Miller, I think of uh, Sterling Qualities. So, I know when we look at ourselves, we usually don't see ourselves in the same way other people do. But as far as you, you have an upright name. What do you feel? And you have kids, grandkids. Why is it important to maintain a good name? Well, if I could, just a second. My given name's Michael. Okay. I've quite frankly never asked my parents why they named me Michael. It's gotten me in trouble before because Michael Miller is a pretty common name. Right. Uh, but I've also hung some hope on the fact that uh, there's an archangel named Michael. Michael exactly. So God must have uh, thought highly of it. And, uh, and so I'm thankful. I'm, I'm glad I wasn't named Waxahachie. Right. Because <laughs> that might be a little bit more difficult. So, yeah. But I mean, having a good name is important because uh, we're to live a godly life. Right. And if we don't live a godly life, then we can get a a name that's not so right. good when people think of us. So right. uh, for me, it's important uh, both from my personal values, my personal um, beliefs, but also for my family. Right. I don't want my family, my kids, and my grandkids to be embarrassed when my name comes up. Right, right. I don't want to embarrass God. Either. Yeah, not, exactly. So, I mean, every day you have a chance to keep your name good. It's, it's our integrity. It's our character. Um, it's, it's to protect the integrity, even of your last name, yes. you know, that you got from your parents and your grandparents, great grandparents. How do you instill this 
you live the life before your kids and grandkids. You have two daughters and how many grandkids now? Four. Four. How, how do you teach them or, or coach them in having a good name? Well, it's about character mm-hmm. and uh, how they react to things. Right. Um, of course, they're human, so <laughs> they have the same sure. conflicts and, um, and probably at times better character than we do as adults sometimes. But uh, I think uh, speaking to them, speaking over them, and most importantly is living before them right. with the character right. uh, you know, that you should have. And that's a, a, a challenge in our culture, in our society, not even just the American culture, but the way of the world right now. Um, a good name is usually synonymous with being popular. True. And that's, that's, that's not always the name you want. Just because people know your name does not mean that you have a good name. You could be infamous as opposed to famous, and, and we don't sure. want that. So when you think of protecting your name and keeping your name good in people's mouths, it comes down to your character, comes down to who you are with God, comes down to who you are with your family, how you treat others, all of that. Is so, And that used to be things that were taught in school. Well, and now we all have a platform or multiple right. platforms. Right. Uh, you know, the social media platforms that I'm on, uh, I don't hide my name. Right. Uh, and that helps, too, because I realize I'm supposed to represent. Some people need to hide their names <laughs> on social media. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, you're right. <laughs> they, but, they, but it helps discipline me. Exactly. Okay, and to live, uh, uh, hopefully, to reflect. Uh, okay. I fail at that sometimes. Right. Well, I just got to, you, you brought it up. So I got to say to my friends here, you know, the persona that you have on social media is the same persona when I see you. <laughs> it's the there's no alter egos we are who we are and our name is being judged on social media as well in person and i i have a friend who uh is a principal vice principal was vice principal of a junior high and he said after covid the amount of fights physical altercations that he had at the school was more than the 14 that one year was more than the 14 years previous so I was like, what caused this? He said, well, we were isolated and kids forgot. They were just saying stuff online. And then they started saying that to each other's face and got hit in the face. You know, so the whatever I type on here under John Bates is the same John Bates. Like you said, you keep your name out there. I would say some people need to hide it because I'm like, I can't believe you just did that. Because we all see it and we all know it's you. So, uh, you know, don't have the split personality thinking you're going to get by with one or another. Our name is also being judged in social media. And that's a big part of our our world. And, you know, if I hire people now, that's one of the first places I look. What is your social media name saying about you? So I love that you say I put my name out there because it kind of holds you back, right? Just holds me accountable, accountable, discipline. And really the fact that I'm supposed to represent God. Right, exactly. That helps because I can't tell you how many times I've, I feel justice rising right. up or something and I'll type something and I'll backspace, backspace, right. or right, right, cancel. Right. This is the rule I have. If I'm typing something, I think, I don't know if I should send that. I should not send it. <laughs> if I'm wondering, once it goes out, everybody's wondering, why did he send that? Why did he type that? So 
that's part of uh, having a good name is better, even better than fine, expensive perfume because perfume is meant to uh, enhance our appearance. A good perfume, you can kind of smell a person before they come, but it's subtle. And the name that we have is even better than that. It's, it's, it's covering us. The integrity of our past shows up before we do. So I love it. The scent of who we are and how we've lived shows up before we do. So I don't want to, I don't want to stink to arrive in the room before I get there. No way. So then this verse goes on. This could be nearly confusing and, and seem like a downer, but it's not. So it says a good name is better than fine perfume and the day of death is better than the day of birth. So if I was an unbeliever, I would say that's backwards because it's all about the day of birth, happy birthdays, celebrations, and sad funeral. But we have a hope that those without Christ don't have, and this is hope for today. So let's talk about the eternal hope we have. Why does the passing of a believer trump the birth of a, a person? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is... Um, that a believer who passes is passing into eternal life. Uh, and that's what hope is for right. the believer, right. is that of eternal life living in the presence of God. Uh, and that's something to rejoice yeah, it about. Is. It is. And, and for a non-believer, it's hard to rejoice right. over a non-believer passing. Right, it is. I've been to those funerals. There's no hope. You know, and uh, I've already planned my funeral. I made a few requests. Uh, I want orange balloons for everybody to take outside and release orange because it's a happy, vibrant color. Uh, surely people will be very sad at my passing, but <laughs> hopefully, but more than that, I would like people to be encouraged that, okay, there was a life well lived, a vibrant life, and now he's received his eternal reward. When I uh, conduct funerals, uh, I usually, if they're a believer, I usually have the congregation uh, applaud them. Yeah. They cross the finish line and usually erupts into a thunderous applause and a standing ovation because it is a celebration when a believer goes to their next assignment, which is heaven. So that doesn't minimize your time here on earth. It's very important. God has a plan for us. And for you watching right now, you may wonder, why am I alive today? Why in 2023... Am I here on earth? Because God could have appointed you at any time in history, but he placed you here now. Do you ever think about that? I do. Yeah. Well, what do you think about it? Well, what I, what I believe is that uh, when Jesus died and rose again, that his kingdom was established. Right. And that he sits at the right hand of the Father, as the scripture says, we are priests and kings as believers ruling and reigning with him. And what a wonderful time it is when you can rule and reign with Christ. Right. And that will continue, of course, after we pass. But right now we have the opportunity to rule and reign with him now. Right. So uh, for me, um, living in the present is what he expects us to do so that his kingdom on earth will be as it is in heaven. That's how he right. taught us to pray. Right. I love that. And so we, we understand that God has us alive today to accomplish things that he knew in the plan for our lives we could accomplish. And I want to always be in tune with Holy Spirit 
and make him happy that I'm alive right now, that I'm, that I'm doing it. So, you know, I've, I've watched your life, General, and the life you lived in the armed forces was a good life with a good name. I know you have a good business name. I know you have a good ministry name. I was very happy to take you with me. Here's some uh, pictures of uh, the two of us in um, Pakistan. Pakistan. Yeah, Pakistan uh, years ago. And it was a wonderful experience. It was great. We saw so many miracles and so much power of God and salvations. And so you're a great person to travel with. The essence of your name arrives in the room before you do. And it's a good smell. It's a good smell. And, and I like this hope that we have for tomorrow this hope we have to enter into God's presence one day. So if you don't have that hope, you're watching, you say, well, I'm not sure. I know I'm alive today in 2023, but I'm not sure about my future. You can be sure right now. All you have to do is become a believer in Jesus Christ, believe he's the son of God, that God loves you and start living for God. And you also We'll have uh, an astounding orange balloon filled funeral if you want. And we will celebrate with you when you pass. Now, I'm not chomping at the bits to pass. And you would think, well, why, why aren't you? Because you're going to heaven and heaven's going to be wonderful. Heaven is great. But I have assignments here on earth. Right. And you do too. We have things that, that we want to accomplish. We're talking about writing a book together. There will be other trips, other things to do. These are exciting times. I still believe there's going to be an end time world revival yes. that we get to be a part of. So why would I want to live anywhere else? And why would I want to shut, core, uh, shut off what God is doing in my life to go to heaven when I have an assignment here on earth? Um, in, in Israel, did a tour back in December and uh, we were on the bus and some of the people were a little nervous about terrorism. So I said, if you're nervous... As long as I'm on the bus or you're near me, you're going to be fine because it's not my time. <laughs> so I, I know God has other things for me to, to accomplish, so it's not my time yet. But when my time comes, I want it to be better than the day I was born because it will be a promotion into the hereafter. So I'm excited about it. Pastor John, don't you think, though, that one of the tactics of Satan is to attack us in our name? Oh, Definitely. To, make it, to try to make us think that, um, you know, we, our name doesn't have worth at right. times. Right, exactly. And I have to remind him of what his name is. <laughs> a and, liar. Uh, he's that he's a, he's a yeah, liar, father of all lies. Right. He's a deceiver. He is, well, there's all kinds of things we, we could go on about him. So uh, I deflect on him. When he tries to attack my name, I just tell him who he is. Sure. And I know who I am. Um, I know my name, John, it's a good name, just the name. It means God is gracious and I want to live that. My middle name is Clinton. Uh, it means uh, honor and I want to honor people. When I'm not living my best life, I don't have graciousness. I can be judgmental and I don't honor people. I can be dishonorable. I know that. And so my name keeps me in check. And so uh, there's a site I'm going to put up right now. You can go to this website. And it will uh, give you, it's Kairos, it will give you your literal meaning of your name and your spiritual meaning of your name, because I think you need to know uh, how I look at this, whatever your spiritual meaning of your name is, that's what you need to live up to. And when you're not living up to that, you're living up to the opposite. So, uh, you know, you want to look at that. So your name is important. And yes, the enemy is going to try to destroy you, your name. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He'd like nothing 
better than to smear your name and make you believe that your name doesn't matter. But you know what's crazy? I know people who totally ruined their names on purpose, basically, lived horrible lives and were, were awful, and God redeemed their names. That's the hope. Yeah, it is. God can turn your name. So if you're even if you're watching or listening, you say, I've already destroyed my name. God loves to take people like you and make you trophies and just say, look what the enemy did, but look what God did that is better. So it's, it's never too late to have a good name. And uh, I'm, I love that. It is God. That's, we serve a miracle working God and he can take us at our lowest and bring us to his highest. Uh, there was a, a lady at my dad's church when I was a kid. She had been married five times. She was an alcoholic, horrible. And then she got saved. It didn't slow her down. You know, but back in the 70s, that was not a good reputation in a Pentecostal church that had been married five times and not married now at all and had been an uh, alcoholic. But she would get up and testify and say, I was saved from the guttermost to the uttermost. And I remember that. God redeemed her name and turned her around, that she became a name that was synonymous with someone living for God. That's who Jesus came to, right? It the is. Samaritan, the lady. Exactly. And, and you know, the, the disciples he chose probably wouldn't have been the crowd I picked. They, they didn't have the best reputations or the best. They were pretty tough, some of them, pretty rough. But he chose them and he said, follow me and you will have a good name. And so that's the life of Christ. And that's why I wanted to talk with my friend, General Mike Miller, about this because of his name. Uh, has his name tried to be tarnished before by the enemy? Of course. I mean, anytime we live for God, we're going to experience attacks. It's okay. We move on and we know who we are in Christ. He knows who he is in Christ. He has a purpose and a calling. And he continues to march towards the day of promotion that will be the best day of his life. When when he's ushered into the presence of the Lord. So I just thank you for uh, tuning in today. And this unique scripture of Ecclesiastes 7.1 speaks of all kind of hope for now and for your future. And I want to say thank you for being my guest. Thank you for inviting me. And thank you more importantly for being my friend. Same. Uh, yeah. And I, my friends have good names. I'm a <laughs> so he has a, has a fantastic name. I want to thank you also partnering with John Bates Ministries. I want to tell you what's going on. Raising finances right now for work in Las Vegas. Uh, believing for God to do complete restoration revival for the church in Las Vegas and turn that city from sin city to God's city, to righteous city. And so I'll be going back in June, bringing Mike Coleman. He was the founder of Integrity Hosanna Music. And we'll be bringing songwriters from around the nation and some international songwriters and writing songs, bringing prophetic teams also, writing songs over Las Vegas for the churches of Las Vegas to begin to sing in their worship expression of what God is doing there. And then in July, I'm going back to Honduras and we'll be doing two uh, large crusades with thousands of people, one in Tegucigalpa and one in San Pedro Sula, and also uh, meeting with church leaders there to uh, talk about church life and growing who God has them to be in Honduras. And uh, I'm excited about what God is doing in Latin America and Caribbean and in Las Vegas, in our world. Pastor John, if I could just put an exclamation point on uh, investing in John Bates' ministry. It's uh, my wife Susie and I's honor and pleasure to uh, make an investment 
in your ministry and to continue to do so. One of the things you do when you make an investment is you look at return right. on investment. Right. And it's the gift that keeps giving because of the eternal rewards, um, both now and to come. Um, you know, we talked about passing into uh, eternity one right. day. Well, it's the gift that keeps giving. Yeah, as we don't so, take anything with us. That's right. Yeah, that's so uh, I highly encourage everyone to invest in John Bates ministry because the return is one like you won't get anywhere else. Well, I appreciate that, friend. God bless you. Be blessed. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.